week one is in the books, and it was not pretty by any means. Uh, I'll just say that from probably my perspective, and I think most people here too. This was an ugly week of football, but more importantly, fantasy football. And uh, as always, we're rolling, keep on rolling on into our interview with our first guest. Uh, surprised to absolutely no one. I'm pretty sure we called this on the pod last week, and it's kind of been a foregone conclusion the entire time. With maybe a twist uh, halfway through the, the games on Sunday, but uh, and stop cutting through all the bullshit. It's Jake G. Jake DeGruccio is our uh, first person voted out. How are we doing tonight, Jake? You know, we've, we've had better days, but uh, <laughs> we, this is a learning process, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Could you uh, could you say you didn't expect to be here? Uh, no, I couldn't, but I also <laughs> could not expect to see how close it was at one point or another as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get into that. But <laughs> I I would love to start off right from the gun. And what exactly was the thought process behind the team you drafted? <laughs> yeah. And how, how did you feel walking out of that draft? Well, uh, during the uh, draft process, I became quite distracted. And uh, that led me to miss out on some very crucial rounds, rounds where <laughs> I needed to draft very crucial position players. And uh, I was sort of left, uh, I left myself for dead, if you will. Um, so I guess if you ask me what was the thought process, well, there was none because I wasn't <laughs> focused on it. <laughs> All right. You'd say, you could say you were focused on it, but there also has been an admitted lapse in judgment where you have told me that you just completely didn't even remember that you needed to two quarterbacks. That is also true. I totally did forget about that second quarterback <laughs> slot. So when I saw people drafting quarterbacks in the early rounds, I was like, oh, these guys are fools. Like, <laughs> I think they're just wasting <laughs> draft picks. Like, these absolute buffoons. But uh, then I uh, saw when it was when I was like, all right, fine, I'll take a quarterback now. And I saw that there was none left where the, the eighth best option was Drew Brees. I was like, oh, we might be people. <laughs> it turns out you yeah, it turns out I was. It, what was funny is, like, there was that entire time when um, – because I'm pretty sure your second quarterback on your roster was Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. and, and that entire time that I was watching the pregame and they just kept showing that horrible field in like at the Chicago Stadium. And I'm like, well, Lance, like, is a running quarterback. Like, I really don't know how smart it would be for him to be out there with this gameplay. Maybe they should bring Jimmy G in. I'm like, oh, my God. Could you – if this happens, then, like, I think Jake can predict the future. Yeah, like... This was my master plan. I was banking <laughs> on the wet weather of Soldier Field. It really was uh, was crazy. But, um, yeah, why don't we talk a little bit more about the matchup, I guess. This is probably going to be my low light of the, of the night. But – um. Yeah, again, it, it seemed pretty clear-cut from even before this all started that Jake was going to be the one going home. And then it got really dicey at the end. Uh, he His competitor for last place was none other than your other host, me. <laughs> I was uh, rolling, racing to the bottom by just absolute dud performances from everyone on my team. <laughs> And this like this like wasn't uh oh like maybe something weird will happen and Riley might lose like no there was a legitimate chance Jake was gonna beat you at one point I I still can't believe that I, <laughs> like I, I absolutely astounded it it was crazy because if Mike Evans hadn't caught that touchdown I think I probably would have gone home like he <laughs> he had one touchdown in the fourth quarter and like thank God he did but uh, he barely did anything for you on Monday night yeah dude Russ did not show in Seattle. 
Nope, he did. He did not. But he did just enough, and you know what? That's yeah. all that matters. It could have been way worse. Yeah, it definitely could have been way worse. That just yeah, was crucial. Yeah, exactly. Um, Unfortunately, because of you two, though, the tribe aspect of the the week one was not close. You two, oh, we did not help our tribe. Oh, yeah, no, not, not at all. <laughs> our tribe, any favors? You two's pathetic performance. It didn't even make it close oh. between which tribe was going to tribal council, and it was easily us. Yeah, um, I can't say I'm too surprised. <laughs> Though I, I will say, in my defense, who would have thought that Derrick Henry would have put up eight points against the New York Giants? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you meant but out. Yeah. No one saw yeah. it coming. No Brian one Dable saw it Some good things to the Dude, G-Men. Brian Dable has balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I know you, you said – Looking back, you would probably pay a little bit more attention to the draft and drafting quarterbacks. But um, anything else you do? Any players that uh, <laughs> you maybe started that you were like, well, probably should have done that. Or, uh... It wasn't a, well, probably should have done it. It was more like, a well, I have literally no other options. So, but yeah, I uh, I, I, I made the mistake of putting Tyler Higby in that my, was an interesting in my uh, yeah. OP slot. Just because I figured like, oh, if, you know, George Kittle, if he ends up playing, then yeah, whatever. I'll have another persistent fill it up but I probably should have switched the two because then I couldn't put another person into my tight end slot when George Kittle eventually ultimately went and just did not play uh-huh. so I had Tyler Higby who already played in my OP and then I had like I had nobody else to put into the tight end spot yeah no that was a that is a bummer wow I didn't even notice you had Kittle playing <laughs> oh yeah dude oh yeah Dude, there's all sorts of problems up there. Dude, you're a disaster. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, thank God he had. In my, from my perspective, thank God he had George Kittle playing because <laughs> honestly, if you had put in somebody else that had Tyler Higby as your tight end, probably would have lost. So, uh, yeah. pretty, pretty play. huge. So amazing. Uh, yeah. Something we uh, normally ask. Obviously, this is now our second year doing it, but again, same question. Uh, is there anything you learned this time that you could take forward? Because this is now two two years in a row where you did not make it very far in this game. What are you doing wrong? Or just is it can it can all just be attributed to the awful draft you had? So one thing I learned this season that's that there was an OP spot. <laughs> we literally played a whole year last year. Yeah. yeah, I guess I guess we were, I guess I was reminded of because you know I I, I mean I definitely used it last season. <laughs> this was not in this situation. Um. But yeah, I guess uh, you know, schedule your. I guess I gotta schedule the stuff I need to do, not during the time of my draft. I think that's the that's the ultimate uh, goal here. No distractions next season. No distractions. <laughs> what, what What is actually hilarious to me though is that like you keep like saying that it was like the fault of the OP spot, and like to an extent you're right, but like let's not gloss over the fact that you had zero starting quarterbacks like it wasn't like you had oh, like, no, I know. I know. you didn't have like golf and then like <laughs> there, wasn't, there, wasn't one, there wasn't one thing wrong with that yeah. team there was a bunch of really yes. bad things you also that. also drafted deandre hopkins who like in a normal league it's like okay like i'll stash him for six weeks he comes back yeah and i did not be cool. I, I in this like, type of league it's just an awful pick because yes. you need to survive yeah. See, if I uh, if I was paying attention for the whole draft, <laughs> my strategy going into it was like, okay, you know, like, I, if DeAndre's up there, maybe like I just storm and like go long with it. But uh, at the same time, I was like, wait, this is like this is guillotine. I don't know if this. <laughs> oh, this would help me. So I was a little conflicted in that aspect, and then ultimately, I guess I just went with him. I had him, and then I had Deshaun Watson, which is a 12, <laughs> 14 like suspended games, but uh, 
yeah. Definitely lessons learned for next season. Is there uh, yeah. is there anybody you are rooting for kind of going forward or that you think are the big threats, the favorite teams to win at all? Um, I don't know about big threats, but I'm definitely – I got some people I'm rooting for. I'm definitely rooting for Team Powell just because he's <laughs> finally in a better position and now I know how it feels yeah, to an extent or true. perhaps even more. And then I guess, Bradley, a part of me is rooting for you because I, I literally would not know what I would have done if I was you and, I, and you <laughs> lost to me. Like, I really <laughs> don't know what I would have done. So I'm glad that uh, – I'm glad you made it out alive. Thank you. Yeah, no, this would have definitely been a very tough podcast to record. It would have been very if, funny, though. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, it would have been great. It probably would have been the funniest thing for us to record of me, be, like just, their host being like, well, I'm just out with Derrick Henry on the waiver wires. You would have had um, to do uh, this whole the whole year of the podcast is just out. <laughs> just sitting and waiting. Oh, God. Well, yeah, well, thanks for joining, Jake. I think we definitely learned a lot, and uh, we can take a lot of these learnings uh, and adapt them for next season. So maybe we can make it more clear next time that there's a, this is a two-quarterback league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the number one uh, thing we would put in the reminder for this year's draft, two QBs. Yeah, but uh, don't go too far, obviously. Like we said last podcast, and like we made very clear, there will be an opportunity to get back into this game, to leave your mark. Do you, have you listened to the pod? Do you know exactly what it will entail? I do not know what it will entail, but I one thing I do know is that I'll be the greatest underdog story <laughs> in the history true. of forever. So what you're going to do, have you ever been in like a normal survivor uh, elimination pool? Um, Where like you pick a team every week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what you're going to be doing is just there's going to be like a separate pool going on. You're going to pick an NFL team every week to win. Mm. Uh, you just got to keep advancing, keep surviving, obviously. And then when it gets to a certain point in the game, I'm not going to reveal when. There will be a challenge for everybody who's left to get back into the game. Okay. So, so you'll hear from me probably tomorrow All right. uh, for this week's pick. Okay. Oh, damn. So I got to like, I got to make the most picks. All right. Okay. Yeah, you're so, you're going to have to make a yeah, lot of picks. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> help me with my betting, I guess. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> keep your eyes out for that and maybe we'll see you again on here or maybe we won't. All right. Sounds good. Thanks <laughs> for having me. Guys. Thanks, Jake. See you, Jake. Well, thanks for Jake G for stopping by literally in studio. That was, that was huge of him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we touched upon it a little bit briefly, Steve. But, uh, yeah, this was kind of a stupid week of fantasy football. I feel like a lot of big names underperformed and everyone kind of just busted around. Um, but, again, you never really notice it in leagues like this because the score is usually so small anyway. Right. Um, yeah. Crazy stuff. But, uh, yeah, why don't we leave week one in the past and we start uh, we start looking forward to uh, what we got going on right now. So, um no trades or anything has have occurred as of yet. Um, but the waiver wire was definitely going crazy last night. Um, so yeah, you want to take us through some of the most notable things on there? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, as we made very clear in the early portion of this podcast, JG's team was not very good. So there wasn't a, a ton of like great players that hit the waiver wire this week, but still, like I said, some impact guys that are going to make a big difference in this league and the upcoming weeks. Uh, the biggest one being Dalvin Cook, a first-round talent, yeah. JG's first-round pick. Uh, he went to Russell Hans Idolfinders, uh, that's Liam's team, uh, for 201 fab. And again, wow. yeah, that's the, the total we get is 200. So he used 50 that he won in a reward challenge. He, used, he went over the 200 limit, and now, uh, I mean, that's about as much as you could have spent on a guy. Yeah, I mean, he fully believes he's – He's in on Dalvin. I mean, I think in a league like this, Dalvin is obviously very helpful. The The problem, though, is like there's so many people. Um, 
someone's definitely got Madison. So if Dalvin Cook goes down, you're kind of screwed there. And um, he's most certainly going to miss a game or two at some point. Oh, yeah, he's, it's going to happen. But Liam yeah. did make a good point. He was out second last year. He did want to make sure that didn't happen again. He went all in to get a player. And you assume that that's going to buy him safety for a few weeks at this point. Like, it's, it's yeah. going to be hard with two first-round picks to have a last-place team unless something really goes wrong. Definitely, and especially because – so he's now got an RB duo of DeAndre Swift and Dalvin Cook, and um, his number one wide receiver is CeeDee Lamb, who – it's obviously going to see a drop in production transitioning from Dak Prescott into Cooper Rush. So I think he, he's found a way to salvage himself some points, especially against the Philly team that I think that will be able to run all over. So good job by Liam. He'll more than likely be advancing past what he did last season. Huge. Yeah. The other, the, the second biggest move was uh, by a new member, uh, Shane and the Ponderosa Patriots uh, dropped $125. Not, not, I mean, it was a little over half the money, like not a crazy, crazy, crazy amount for a second-round pick in James Conner, but a guy you don't really like that much, a guy I'm okay on. Interesting move, but again, it's the type of thing that this is probably going to buy him safety for a while. So do you question the move? Do you like the move? What do you think? Um, I definitely don't. I don't question the move, and I, I, I do understand it. Um, I think, like, this may be uh, also the chance of – this being Shane's first time in the league, I think the learning curve of using the fob was something that a lot of people in our league had to like really get accustomed to last year. And it led to like much like what's going on right now, like a saturation of the market where like fob is just gone for like overall. And it'll probably be gone for a lot of people by like week five or something. Um, So Shane's definitely got like a little bit of a learning curve there, but I mean, I was looking at his entire roster and he like, he put out bids for pretty much everybody. So he was active and he, he got the guy he wanted to. So, Uh, yeah, um, I don't think it was too much of an overpay though. Like if he went out and dropped 200, like the same as Dalvin cook, that would have been questionable. But I mean, he gets a a guy who's a second round pick and in this league, probably a first round pick because there's 18 people. So it's probably close to a first round pick. For $125, I mean, could be worse, could be better. I'm not going to question it. We've, Like you said, we've seen much worse deals in this league. So, 100%. It, I also saw that Shane had a $200 bid out for Dalvin Cook, so he lost to Liam by oh, literally wow. $1. That's so, crazy. Uh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, because that, that could have been huge. But, no, that, I mean, so that's I a think. That's a huge reward challenge win for Liam that last week. Huge, huge. It literally got him Dalvin Cook. Um, But, yeah, I think – for the most part, Shane's team is another one who's shaping up, especially in these early stages, to be relatively solid because now his running back core of Mixon, Javante Williams, and James Conner, like those guys are all probably going to be able to score relatively frequently. So I, I think that's a that's a good crew. He also uh, picked up Hopkins. So maybe a little bit of wishful thinking on his part. Maybe yeah, for, well, uh, honestly, not a bad move because if you buy Conner there, you're – assuming you're going to last a few more weeks here. So if he lasts to week six, then he gets Hopkins back for free. Kind of, yeah. I actually don't hate that logic. Good thinking in a way. No, it's, it's not bad at all. Uh, he, he was also a team who has Chris Godwin, who's probably going to be missing this week. So I think that's another one thing where James Conner is going to be able to hopefully get a touchdown to keep him secure with the rest of this crew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely good move. Now going from a couple moves that I did like, or that had positive uh, connotations around them. There was a couple moves that I didn't really like at all. We'll start one with uh, the bid of $80 for Amari Cooper to 
uh, Osborne, Eddie George. Um, not a ton of money. Like, it didn't break his budget or anything. But just the player itself, uh, Amari Cooper playing with Jacoby Brissett, I don't think he was very targeted last week. And it's just we don't know if Amari Cooper is going to be very good. Do you have the same thinking on this move, or are you different? No, I mean, I I tend to agree there. I, I have some problems with Amari uh, this season, too. Um, yeah, I think he, he caught like he caught half his targets, so not bad. But uh, I think this is another thing where um, Amari's going to be going up against Sauce Gardner uh, this week in um in against New York. So uh, this may pose a, a problem for him where if he throws up a dud, that could be a huge problem for John. But luckily, I think John has a couple guys on his bench that he can rotate it and maybe keep Amari for the long term. But um. Yeah, there are other things going on. I, I think John's still, John's starting Flacco again for uh, <laughs> at his offensive player position. So uh, who knows? Hopefully, hopefully everything will end out right. Yeah, the the only other one I really didn't like very much was uh, Driver JJ's bid of twenty dollars for George Kittle. In theory, he got him out of steal, right? But this is yeah. a guy who gets hurt all the time, and we're unsure if he's even going to play in week two. And he didn't play in week one. And as we'll get into later, his team isn't in the greatest of shape. So I don't know if that was just the wisest move of spending your fab on a guy who might not even play. Yeah, no, you're right. That that seems like a, a move that we would be applauding if it was a team who was on sturdier ground. Right. Um, like if it was like like Tim's team, for example, who's like it's got like studs all around, or, or like Colby's team or whatever. But um, yeah, I think I think it may be a big move for Jake. It, it may be a season saving move, depending if Kittle can go or not. But if not, we're definitely going to be looking at that in the recent weeks with George Kittle back on the waiver wire. And hopefully we, someone can get him at a better deal. Yeah, there you go. Um, then the last few moves of the week, I had a decent splash. I spent all my reward money, my $50 plus one on Juju. Might have been a little bit of an overspend, but on last pod, I literally came out here and said he's my favorite player in fantasy football this year. So that's just me doubling down on my guy. And just happy to have him into my lineup. Um, that's pretty much my thinking there, even though it might have been a little bit of an overspend. Hey man, yeah, you, you found uh you found your guy. You were you've been in on Juju this season. So um if you think he's gonna produce, go yeah, get him. Exactly. The other one, yeah. I, I actually really like this move. I uh team Wiener, Ben Wiener, again, another uh first year fab player, never really used fab before, coming in and he's the Dak Prescott owner. And with Dak Prescott going out for the year, obviously Cooper Rush becomes insanely valuable right away because there is no starting quarterbacks available on the wire. So he nabbed Cooper Rush for $21. I honestly thought people were going to go after him. A bunch of people needed quarterbacks. I thought it would have been upwards of like $100 to get this type of guy. And obviously he stinks and might not be around very long, but I thought it was a nicely done job by him just to get him for only $21, honestly. No, yeah, it was good. The only other bid was coming from john for the 50 dollar bid but because of waiver priority um wiener had a had the priority to pick up cooper rush and yeah that's huge the fact that there's a guy who's guaranteed to be the starting quarterback this week that you uh you need to save as your replacement for a handcuff is huge for him and again that may be another thing that could just come out and save him this week yeah, and he brought in De- uh, Devonte smith uh, only for three bucks so I mean, not yeah. I think he didn't have a single point in week one, but that's yeah, a no. starting, that's a starting caliber caliber player. Hopefully for three bucks, so not a bad. Again, this could have been Ben first time using Fab drops like fifty bucks on Devonte Smith, 
because he's not sure, but a job well done there. Yeah, another thing I, I hate doing, but I, I feel like I'm going to have to do it, is applaud Tim, <laughs> Tim Jackson, because he was able to pick up Greg Dortch, the okay. Arizona wide receiver who took everyone by storm for literally $1. So, yeah, literally, yeah, literally the NFL version of Lou Dort, Tim was able to get for $1. So that's pretty big on Tim. All right. Good job. We'll do it for a waiver wire. Well, yeah, no. moves for sure. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's it. But uh, yeah, why don't we talk a little bit more as to we touched a little bit on the results from last week. But do you just want to remind everybody, uh, what happened, who won the actual matchup, and uh, how the actual challenge shaped out? Yeah, so we already kind of talked about how the individual challenge was just win your week one matchup and you get an extra fifty dollars of fab two years in the free agency wire. Um, obviously that came in handy for a few people like myself, Liam, and a couple others. Uh, we both won our matchups. We also had, let's see, let's go through the list. Um, we had myself, Pal, Rick, Ethan, Wiener, Survivor JJ, Liam, John T, and Hunter, who all won our matchups and came away with the extra fab. And then um, actually the highest scorer of the week also received a secret advantage, which became unsecret when I accidentally told everyone what <laughs> advantage was going to be. Um, and our uh, resident Rick actually won, had the highest score of the week, and he received uh, an extra vote for any voting round that is to come in this game, which could be soon, could be farther down the road. Who who knows, except for me, which is kind of kind of unfair, but whatever, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's huge. Hopefully, Rick is able to find a good way to use it. I still don't think Rick has been. He kind of prides himself on not using any of the fob <laughs> or knowing really how it works because I, I don't think he put in a single bid. Um, so maybe he'll be able to utilize this. Maybe you could trade the different way that helps for, for a player or something. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, and then next week, moving moving forward, now is the time where I will reveal uh, what next week's challenge will be. Um, nothing crazy. Again, this is going to be kind of cut and dry, similar uh, to how we did it from last year. Nothing new, nothing crazy. Yet. Um, what we're going to do is the well, so we're still in tribes, obviously, um, but obviously one tribe has one less player. So we're not going to go by total points. It's going to be uh, tribe average score. And then the lowest tribe average score uh, will go to tribal council and the lowest score on that tribe will be sent home this week. Nothing, nothing too crazy there. Uh, the reward challenge will be for an immunity idol this week. Uh, the highest scoring team on the winning tribe will win uh, an immunity idol, which will come in very handy. How those work is you could play them before the week starts. Um, you're safe from any voting. You're safe from any elimination at all. Uh, you're safe if you have a lowest score. Nothing matters. So obviously a huge advantage to have in this game. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a pretty fascinating week because just looking ahead – already a lot of injuries and people questionable for uh, for this week. We can talk about a lot of these key injuries. I think the, uh, the biggest one, obviously, is Elijah Mitchell, um, who has already been moved to the IR after like three carries and is now going to be missing at least eight games. Which has now and, happened and to the 49ers running back almost every single season in the past like five years. Their starting yeah. back always gets hurt. It's like a curse. Yeah, and uh, that's obviously not something you want to have happen in any fantasy league you want to win, least of all in a league like this where um, there's no everybody, yeah, there's yeah, no, no replacement. Like, 
everyone was clamoring for Jeff Wilson Jr. in the league, and someone else already had him in this yeah. league, which is I was insane. like, where is he? I was like, wait, yep, he's rostered. <laughs> he literally had to be by the end. Like that was like, oh, like that's a name I know. <laughs> like I'll, I'll yeah. pick him up. Um, so yeah, that is a huge blow there. Um, I, I think the other one we briefly touched upon it with uh, Ben Weiner is Dax hand injury. Who he's we still really don't know what the timetable is there. He's not getting put on IR, so that means he can come back and what? Like it's really going to be like touch and go there. Um, but yeah, Obviously, he's definitely not playing this said, week. Huge was getting Cooper Rush at the replacement, but there is also a pretty good chance that Dallas trades for a quarterback like Jimmy G or someone else. So if they do, that immediately renders that Cooper Rush addition useless and puts Ben in a bad spot. So just again, not something you want is your quarterback going down week one. I feel like a quarterback always gets hurt week one every year, and it sucks that it was a big name in Dak this year. Yeah. Last year was Ryan Fitzpatrick. I was like, eh. Yeah. No, that this is tough. I I can't believe I mean it's something like the Cowboys offense was like looking very good anyways, like we were chucking along in the games, but uh yeah, tough. Um Najee's also like hurt which blows because like I was so high on him this year. I know you had some issues with him, but um it wasn't injury concerns, but no. Yeah, the fact that he's already banged up after week one with how they were using him is uh Definitely depressing. So um, I think a lot of stuff's going to be changing there. Yeah, and if you look at it in the lens of our league for that, uh, that goes over to team math. Um, and his team, which isn't good for his team. Obviously, there's questions he may play, may not play. But he's already rostering and starting Cam Akers as his RB2. So oh. there's many questions there. Losing Harris puts him in a little bit of a bad spot. Uh, he has enough depth, depth. He'll be able to put in A.J. Dillon. His team is deep, so it won't kill him. I don't think it's going to put him in danger unless he starts missing multiple weeks. Then team math is going to have to make a big move. But for now, yeah. it'll be okay. Yeah, and I guess the only other name I, I really, really wanted to talk about was um, – and we talked a little bit about Liam getting Cook, which is huge. And then I know there have been, like, some small reports on, like, if DeAndre Swift can even – will even be able to go yeah, on Sunday. I did see that. So um, if he can, I mean, that's obviously great. But if not – that's huge for Liam that he was able to go go all out and pick up uh, Cook. This is crazy. We already have all these injuries in week one. Yeah, DeAndre Swift's an interesting one because I owned him in one of my most important leagues last year, so I was following him a lot. Um, I don't have him in any league this year because I learned my lesson last year because this happens every year with him. Uh, he's just going to be questionable almost all the time. He's probably going to keep play. Like he'll, they'll probably just pull him out of practice. It's just super annoying. And especially in a league like this, it's tough to like, okay, am I going to have him this week? Am I not? And then if you get sprung last minute where he's not playing, you're like, shit, I don't have a replacement. So it's, it's just nothing I wanted to be a part of. I, 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 if I had to put money on, I think he plays, but who knows? He could be anywhere. Yeah. But what, why don't we transition, transition this into, our overall predictions for what we think is going to happen this week. So um, you had a couple of names you wanted to highlight as people who we think we'd be in trouble. Yeah. The, the biggest one uh, I think is in trouble is last year's champion driver, JJ. I've kind of touched on his team earlier in the podcast and making a move for Kittle that I didn't think was wise. I think his team is in a load of trouble this week. Uh, he doesn't have two quarterbacks because right now he has Zach Wilson, who is unable to suit up. Uh, his depth took a huge hit as he lost Elijah Mitchell, like we said. Who knows if George Kittle's even going to play for him, and if he doesn't, he's going to have to rely on Gusecki, who did like absolutely nothing in week one. He's already charting out McKissick, who is a meme for us, but yes, like an integral part of his team because he's his RB2. 
So, and then he keeps scrolling his flexes, Paris Campbell and R. Phillips, who I don't even know who that is, and Nico <laughs> Collins in his OP spot. I, I'm really worried for driver JJ. If his team tra- goes to tribal council, I think it could be him. Yeah, this is uh, it's definitely bad news. I guess the only saving grace would be like if by some miracle Zach Wilson could even play, but even then, I don't even know how much better Zach Wilson will be doing against the Nico Collins. So, um, yeah, who knows? But yeah, I agree. I think Jake could be in a in a world of danger this uh this season. Um, the other name I wanted to call out was Ao Wu, which is JP's team. Yeah, yeah, I also do want to call him out too. Yeah, um, because. He's missing Keenan Allen, who's probably going to miss the, the game tomorrow, which is very likely. Um, he's got T. Higgins, who I, I think thinks everyone's still up in the air and if he'll be able to play. I don't think he's yeah. play. Yeah, I don't know. He's got the he's got the little red Q next to him. But, yeah, I mean, I know he got concussed, so we'll see what happens there. Um, as I can probably vouch, I'm sh- almost like 100% certain he didn't even think about, like, the waiver wire or spending any fat this week. He probably didn't even think it was an option. No, yeah, the, the I think it, it could get really dicey. He he's got a lot of receivers. His like flex positions are right now like receivers like uh like Scantling and London, who again like could prove something, but uh again it, it I don't know if you want them as your wide receiver one even in a league this small. Um, so yeah, that that's definitely a team that could be in trouble as well. Yeah, the only other team of note I think worth mentioning. We talked about them enough on this podcast, uh, but I think. Team Wiener, just Cooper Rush. He could put up negative two. Like, I think he'll be okay. I think the move of getting Cooper Rush is the best option and will save him. But you never know with a quarterback that bad in your starting lineup. Yeah, true. I will say that I think the one thing that I'm not going to sleep on Team Wiener for is he was smart and was able to get Jalen Warren, who is Najee Harris's direct backup, um, he actually added him in free agency for $0. No one bid on him. So if in this weird case where Najee can't go, he's got the Pittsburgh RB1. He can just immediately slot into his lineup, which could actually end up saving him. Yeah. I mean, looking on at the landscape, I feel really good about where our tribe is at personally, Riley. I think, like we just said, the two weakest teams are AOU and Survivor JJ, and they're both on the other tribe, and we'll hopefully weigh them down and slow them down. But, again, this is a sport where anything can happen. But, in general, I feel pretty good about our tribe and our ability to probably win this week as a tribe. Yeah, I do, too. Again, you we, can we just never need you predict anything. Back. We need yeah. you to bounce back a little bit. I know. We, we just need a King Henry game, and then we should be all right. That's, like, what I'm hoping for. Um, but, yeah, no, I think we won definitely a success. We kind of left it up to chalk i think it would have been cool for the podcast sake if i'd gone home <laughs> that would have been pretty funny it would have been um, a very funny week one pod that's for sure but uh, yeah. i'm glad for your sake and the podcast sake moving forward that that didn't happen because <laughs> i'm not sure you would have been into this as much for 18 weeks not even no i would have had to just zone out i think i would have had to um but yeah no uh thanks everybody for listening uh i, I think we're all set up for next week already and uh, Steve, where can they find us? Oh, uh, over on at Hootfiends Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is where everything will be dropping. Uh, this pod will come out on Thursdays, followed by our QB pod, which will be out later in the day, Thursdays, maybe the same time, or on Fridays every week. It'll be this one's going to be scheduled for Thursday pretty much every week. QBs will be up in the air depending on when we record it. Um, you can also follow along with the league. 
if you want. Obviously, Shane was the main guy who did that last year. Not many people uh, out there will probably be doing this, but just in case, the link to the league where you can find all of our teams and everything like that is in all of our bios and in the uh, link tree on all of our social media. So if you want to follow along, you can find it there. But uh, other than that, yeah, we're looking forward to week three. Anything else, Riley? Are we good to go? Nope, I think we're good. All right, see you guys next week for another new challenge, and we'll have another guest to say goodbye to. Adios. Bye-bye.